0: If your spider plant is looking peaky, and that Venus flytrap you bought just kicked the bucket, you need On the Ledge, the podcast about indoor gardening, where you learn everything you need to know to keep your house plants looking lush. I'm Jane Perone. Join me and a host of wonderful guests to chat all things house plants at On the Ledge podcast.
1: Welcome to the Miles to Memories podcast. My name is Sean Coomer, the editor-in-chief of Miles to Memories, and I'm joined today by my co-host, Joe Chung from As the Joe Flies, and MTM managing editor, Mark Osterman. This week on the show, we are discussing the awesome MTM meetup we just had in Las Vegas, the beauty of status matches, and how I currently have status with the big three that I didn't earn, Vegas resort fees in 2020, and more. As a reminder, you can subscribe to the podcast via Apple Podcasts, Google, or any podcast app that you choose. You can find all of the links to subscribe at mtmpodcast.com. And if you have been enjoying the show, consider telling a friend and leaving us a review. Great reviews help us reach more people, and we love hearing your wonderful feedback. Now let's talk a little bit about Vegas.
0: Yeah, I had a good time. I thought it went really well. Uh, We had some good uh, presentations, I felt like, and everybody was uh, pretty interactive with it. And people shared their own tips at the end. And there was one really good one that I guess we probably shouldn't say on the air, Right? we should keep it a secret. But, always yeah. a real yeah. tease there that's a real tease <laughs>
2: come <laughs> to the next one
0: <laughs> yeah come to the next one uh she won a 50 dollar uh amazon gift card because it was the best tip wait time yeah. out how did
2: you guys uh agree it was the best tip you had people in the room vote or
0: yeah ever uh we had everybody raise their hands like there was probably 10 tips shared and then we kind of narrowed it down to the top three and then we had everybody raise their hands for votes and she won kind of going away so it was it was a pretty good tip you should have been there joe you would have known what we're talking about i know the fomo is real
1: It should be. (laughs) And for those uh, people who are kind of lost here, uh, we had our uh, MTM reader appreciation event this past Saturday here in Las Vegas. So we did a few hours of presentations and informal get together afterwards. And it was just a lot of fun to meet people and get to talk miles and points and get the whole MTM team together. Uh, We definitely missed Joe, even though he didn't want to come and join us. But we got Bethany from Bougie Miles. We even got DDG. Danny, the deal guru came out. So
0: first time I got to meet him in person. It was awesome. It was a
1: great time. And uh, hopefully we're going to do more. Mark, we just released tickets, right? A link for tickets. We're going to have an event in February that we're co-hosting with Award Travel 101, Bougie Miles, and Travel on Points. If you have more details on that? I want to give people a quick rundown of what that is.
0: Yeah. So, uh, February 8th, we're all going to meet up at a brewery in new Orleans for a few hours. Tickets are on sale on Friday. Uh, so this gets released on Thursday. So the next day you can buy them. They're $10 a piece. And that's just basically so we can cover the minimum we have to spend for the room. And, uh, we're gonna buy some gift cards and give those away and everything. So we have some door prizes for everybody. The first fifty people that sign up, when you buy your ticket, you also get a free drink, which is worth like seven dollars. So basically it doesn't really cost you anything to get in. So buy the tickets early. And then uh that weekend is also the first weekend of the Mardi Gras parade. So it's a good time to, to see them without the craziness of the full blown Mardi Gras week or weekend. So it's gonna be a lot of fun. We're gonna have like three, four or five hours, something like that, where we just mingle, get to get to know each other. A lot of my, mile and points gurus there, I guess you could say. So if you have any questions, you can bring them up. And then we'll probably walk down the street and go check out some of the parades and uh, maybe put something together on Sunday if anybody's staying uh, until Monday like I am. So we'll figure all that out to, as it gets a little bit closer. But the main event will be live on Friday.
1: Are you going to be there, Joe? No. Sorry. No, not that one either, huh? One of these days we'll get you to drink.
2: It's pretty tough to get to New Orleans from Boston. I, I don't know. It's still tough to get away. The kids are still too young. And I realized I was I was thinking later, Mark, that uh you know you did the smart thing cuz you went home full time. And so that means on weekends you can get away whenever you want and be like, "Oh, I'm taking care of the family full time." But since I'm only part time working and part time doing stuff at home, it's not enough. It's not enough pull to get all those weekends away yet. So, I got to work on that
0: yeah that it does work out nicely that you know you see the family a lot during the week so if you do go uh for these type of events and stuff on the weekend it's not you're not missing out on as much because i'm seeing them all day or you know picking them up from school taking them to school sometimes so i get a lot of that interaction already yeah i do have breaking news though guys all right oh boy
2: yeah. So I told you, Mark, that, you know, you were a genius, uh, sarcastically, because you were like, Oh, you should book trips for your wife, you know, you should get her massages, things like that. And remember how I told you, like, I try to book trips for her, and she always turns me down.
0: Yeah. And then she listened to the podcast and, and demanded it. Is that what you're trying to tell me? I hope
2: so. She 100% did not listen to the podcast. She, <laughs> in fact, she's still she, she's like, wait, uh, this Tuesday night, you have a podcast again? I'm like, yeah, it's been like 14 weeks in a row. She's like, who is this with? And I'm like, just forget it. So she definitely does not listen to the podcast. However, the story is actually, I got some really cheap JetBlue fares to Orlando. Uh, I'm a mosaic. And so, you know, I just booked the flight speculatively. And I was like, hey, do you want to go to Epcot's Food and Wine Festival with me? And she was like, no, I don't. <laughs> And I was like, oh, shoot. (laughs) So then I was
0: all to <laughs> <check>.
2: miss, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. definitely swinging to miss there. But then I was like, you know, her sister just had uh, her second kid, you know, within the last year, and I know her sister's been stressed, and of course my wife's always stressed, but she won't take the time off. And I was like, hey, well, you know, you can still use the ticket, and why don't like I book your sister to go down too? She thought about it, and this was like a couple weeks ago, and finally, her and her sister agreed that they're going to go, so they're going to go to Orlando, putting them up at the. Her her sister ended up um, getting her own plane tickets, but I'm putting them up at the Wall of Astoria, Orlando. And I think they are now bougie. uh, Yeah, very bougie. Uh, I got a little not tip, but a little pointer on that, too. You know, I think they are going to go to Epcot Food and Wine. So she's pretty much taking the plan that I had for us and uh, taking her sister, who apparently she likes better. But happy for both of them.
0: That's what I was getting from all this, that she really just doesn't want to go anywhere with you.
2: <laughs> you no know, she does
0: she actually likes disney just not disney with you. yeah she just hates going to disney with you apparently <laughs> you uh, wear too much uh mickey stuff i guess <laughs> yeah i actually don't i only own one mickey
2: shirt but the reality is they were not planning to go but then her sister was like i haven't been since we were kids um and then food and wine seems adult enough so they decided to check that out because they were like oh we could either spend on massages at the Waldorf Astoria, or we can spend like $140 to check out food and wine. So I think when they're done eating, though, they're going to end up spending $200. But you know, whatever they want. Um, It's their weekend.
0: That's when the Aspire credit comes in. Boom. (laughs) Yeah, boom. A couple things. Number one. All right.
2: Just remember when I said that (laughs) my wife wants to spend... Quality time with me, but then she realizes it's just not all that it's cracked up to be. So yeah, like obviously why she's going with her sister, not me. <laughs> she,
0: so, if your sister was around to do dishes with, she'd she'd choose your sister for sure. Yeah, or her sister. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh secondly,
2: I wanted to book them on a fine hotel and resorts rate uh with my American Express platinum, but I was thinking about it and I was like, you know, she could probably talk her way into it being okay if I book things under my name, et cetera, et cetera. But It's like supposed to be her weekend to relax, and I know she's just not going to want to deal with that kind of stuff at the front desk, even if it goes completely smoothly. Like She's just not going to want to deal with it. So I was asking around, and I think Bob Dwyer gave me the idea. He's like, well, you should just book Virtuoso and pretty much have all the same benefits as fine hotels and resorts. And then I asked Twitter, I was like, because I was looking for Virtuoso agents, but this was like Saturday night, and I already had a booking, which was going to become non-refundable on Sunday. So I needed to get this done immediately, and I emailed a bunch of agents, but no one got back to me. And so I put it out to Twitter and then Becky Pecora from site doing.net was like, Oh, check out ClassicTravel.com." travel.com. Um, and so I did, and they could ber- book the virtuoso rate, which means, you know, they can get early check in, late check-out, possibly an upgrade. I doubt it, but the hundred dollar hotel resort credit, which is, you know, essentially the same exact thing, fine hotels and resorts would do. And so I booked them on that. So I was pretty happy with that. I don't know if you guys have ever used virtuoso before. I know. I think you guys use fine hotels and resorts. Yeah, I've uh, used both Final Resorts and
1: Chase's version. I haven't used Virtuoso, but um, yeah, it seems like you should get pretty much the same benefit.
0: I've checked out that uh, property on YouTube, actually, because we were looking at it maybe uh, for like to get away from the kids one night when my parents were with us and booking that. And It looks like it has a really nice steakhouse, like a really cool steakhouse and beautiful property, so they're going to have a good time. See, now now you can uh, book like two trips for yourself. That's how it works. Uh, <laughs> no
2: comment. No comment. <laughs> Definitely have some machinations in the works. Um, one last thing is, <laughs> I don't think this should count, but what I did was I actually ordered her an authorized user Hilton Aspire on my account so that you know she can get like the fourteen X um, when she checks out there. Because again, like I didn't want to give her friction, so I was gonna book the whole thing in my name and then just have her use my Aspire card. But I'm like, you know what? It's not worth the extra, I don't know, 10, 15,000 points to like stress her out. So, you know, I got her that AU card. And like we talked about last week, she only gets one card per year. So I'm not worried about 524. I actually was going to use her one card per year to apply for the Hilton Aspire card, but she got the pop-up. Um, I think we talked about that, but you know, she I think she got the pop-up because Like Mark, you've said, you know, if you don't spend enough on your Amex cards, you get the pop-up. So she was not going to get the bonus. So I was like, well, I'm not going to get her that Aspire card for herself without the bonus. So I got her the AU card. And so I'm hopefully going to pick up the Hilton points doing that. And that doesn't count as that one
0: card for the year. So I still have that slot ready. There you go. I love it when a plan comes together.
2: We'll see. Uh, if they hate it, then uh, it's all going to be on me. So, so, so
1: speaking of uh, of Disney, before we move on, today is we're recording this on Tuesday when Disney Plus launched. And Joe, I just wanted to know what you uh, what you watched first on uh, Disney Plus, as since I know you stayed up all night doing it.
2: Yeah, so I was actually up until one a.m. finishing HBO's Watchmen, which is also very good. And then I was like, oh, let's see if this Disney Plus app. Came out yet, and it did. And because it was 1 a.m., it wasn't slammed with all the server issues that it's been getting for the rest of today. Shocker! Their IT was not ready for it. Um, but at 1 a.m., I started watching The Mandalorian. I had to go to bed at 1:30. I was too tired. I finished it later, but uh, it was really good. Um, and then I showed my kids some of the original Aladdin because they haven't seen that one. And then I watched the. Uh, chip and dale's rescue rangers just the intro to listen to the theme song because i loved that when i was a kid what'd you watch sean
1: uh coincidentally i almost pulled up Darkwing duck this morning just to listen to the theme song but i didn't get around to it well, I my was, wife
2: was like why are you
0: watching we, rescue rangers you should be watching we, watch we are going duck? full nerd right now just so you guys know like half <laughs> the people have turned this off <laughs> did you not watch cartoons
1: like in the uh like the 80s growing up uh but uh, I actually watched the Three Caballeros, which is my one of my favorite cartoons of all Never time. Never heard from of that. It's a classic Disney cartoon from nineteen forty five. And oh uh, it's probably black and white.
0: Who wants to watch that? It's not garbage. in black and
1: white. <laughs> oh my god, Mark. You just make yourself look so bad every single week, no, week no, after week you, after. Week. See, I mean, you just, you just yeah, make yourself by
0: look bad. I'm not watching 1945 cart- exactly. cartoons, I look terrible. Exactly. That's exactly how this went down. Actually. And you don't yeah, have yeah, Disney. Yeah, if you're but... the weird
2: one. You're the weird <laughs> <Exactly>. one. <laughs> exactly.
1: Finally, one of these days, he'll figure it out.
2: All right, we should move on. I uh, successfully created a 12 minute tangent. So, you know, I think my work here is done. For the episode, so. That's it
1: for the day. No more. Yeah, I got no more. All right, well, let's, uh, yeah, move on and talk status matches. Uh, I wrote on the site just, uh, I think yesterday it went live. Um, right now, I actually happen to have elite status with American Airlines, United Airlines, and Delta, and I didn't earn any of it. These opportunities seem to be uh, less rare than you would actually think. This happens. You know, it seems like I always have one airline status or another through a match, through a promotion, something like that. So I thought maybe it'd be interesting to talk a little bit about our strategy with status matches and some of the best deals we've kind of scored because of them. Do either one of you guys currently have any
2: status that you got through a match or a promotion or something like that? I currently have the AA platinum is it status and it actually did end up coming in handy because i booked some flights and didn't have to deal with the close-in fee but other than that i haven't really used that at all
0: yeah same for me i have a gold status which actually has come in handy a couple times uh for the close-in booking fee for vegas this past weekend and then i've been getting uh main cabin extra seats pretty much on every flight i just check them when i 24 hours out when i uh check in for the flight it helped me when i was coming back from I think it was DC. I I ended up uh, getting to a connection airport and I saw a flight that was boarding going to Detroit. That was like an hour before mine. I just walked up the gate like three minutes before boarding closed and said, hey, is there room? Can I hop on this flight? And they said, well, you have to have status. I said, well, I got gold status. They're like, all right, go on. So I walked right on. They printed a ticket within a couple minutes. So that that almost made me want to try for status going forward. So that one and then Caesars, which I've talked about a lot. I have Caesars Diamond through status matches, which gets me dinner, free dinners, cuts the lines, free show tickets, which I gave to uh, Danny the Deal Guru this weekend so he could take his wife to a show since I wasn't going to use it. Various other things, no resort fees, everything. So that's a really good one that everybody should do.
1: Yeah, I think, uh, status matches are something that as people start to get involved in this sort of hobby, they start to really, uh, realize the potential of them. How I got my three statuses and I wrote about it in more detail on the site is the American Airlines status. I got platinum status because of Hyatt Globalist. When they uh, had their partner, when they announced their partnership, they gave a match there. United, I actually got a match through founder's card membership to their gold status. Um, basically again, no requirements, just sign up. And that gave me three months of gold status. And then because I had been, uh, because I had those statuses, I was actually flying. So I, I kind of shifted my flying to AA and United, which I was able to get extra legroom seats. Uh, like you said, same day change, waive certain fees, things like that. And then because I had some activity on United, I was able to then take that United status and match it to Delta to get Delta Platinum. And I'll use that for upgrades and everything for a lot of my Delta vacations deals that I booked. To Orlando and uh, hopefully to Hawaii next year. Yeah, that's pretty cool how it kind of all worked together and I'm able to parlay one to the next one. Uh, have you ever done that? Have you guys ever matched uh, a status? Well, I know you did it with Caesars, but uh, have you guys ever matched a status and then
2: use that to keep matching
1: other statuses and keep kind of a, the chain
2: going? I've definitely done that chain with hotels and I think I do it like every few years. And it goes uh, pretty well. And I've done it with airlines a little bit. So, you know, one thing is uh, my dad did a lot of work in Asia when we were growing up and we were, you know, based out of New Jersey. So we're based out of Newark. So he flew a ton of Continental. Long story short, he is, I can't remember how many miles, but he is like lifetime status with United. And through that, he can gift gold status to, you know, someone. And so he has you know, gifted gold status to me, actually my sister and I alternate, but when I've had gold status from him, then I've used that to match other statuses before. Um, I haven't done it as much recently, just because I know that like with a lot of these status matches, you know, once you do it once, you're kind of like on timeout for a few years. Like you, I don't want to like match status until I know that I'm gonna be like doing a lot of flights or booking a lot of flights, for example, like I would love to have Delta platinum you know I know Mark just posted that Delta has ninety eight thousand sky miles round trip Delta one seats to europe I'm not sure if this that's gonna still be around when this podcast comes out, but you know when stuff like that happens like I would love to book that and then with Delta platinum status, which is not even their highest tier status, you get like free changes on your awards, so that's kind of what i value most about status, even beyond the upgrades, just getting the chance to tinker with reservations a lot. But you know, I'm not gonna do that until I know we're gonna be like flying a lot in one year. Like right now we're still just like one or two big trips and a couple of short domestic trips. Like that's not worth it to me. So I'm gonna hold off for a little while. But what about you, Mark? Have you done the status merry-go-round before?
0: Uh not too much. I I did uh like when I got gold because you know American just sends out that random where they just target some people and give them status to try for three months. I just, I never get that. Yeah. My wife got it. She got it for platinum and I got it for gold. I don't know why she got a better one. She flies less, but whatever. So I got it for gold once and I was like, well, I'm never going to have stats again. This was before the the Hyatt status match thing came out between American. So I just matched it to Delta silver, which is pretty much worthless, but I just did it to do it because I was like, I'll probably never have this chance again. I don't pay pay enough for flights ever even really come close, but now I'm looking at uh, Delta status. And because of the uh, flights to Hawaii for the Arby's thing and everything, I'm I'm only a few, like 5,000 MQMs away after I hit my spend on my new credit card bonus, but it's still not worth it for silver status. But I actually came somewhat close this year. I was a little proud of that. <laughs> yeah, and the nice thing about Delta, I mean, this
2: I think there's a lot of nice things about Delta status. Um, and, you know, if you had hit silver, you would have like that rollover. So, you know, I've played around with the idea of like flip-flopping between platinum and the level below that, which I think is gold, like year to year, but I got to wait till we're flying more for it. But you know, with the I think we talked about in a previous episode with the Amex credit card spends, you know, you can get a lot closer to Delta status and spending towards status is kind of much more in line with the way I want to go. Like that's how I have JetBlue Mosaic status, um, which always find super useful. Um, Oh, yeah, I didn't add like, like I had said, I booked the flights for myself and my wife. Well, since I'm Mosaic, I can cancel my flight but my wife will still be able to go and you know that's no cost to me. And so you know, I love using Mosaic for stuff like that.
1: Yeah. And one other thing to keep in mind, if you're looking at the sort of topic of status matches is that a lot of airlines and a lot of loyalty programs have them. They all have sort of different rules and sometimes they'll give you the status up front. Sometimes you'll have to earn it. Um, I have found, especially with airline status matches, statusmatcher.com is a pretty good website to kind of go to and see data points. People will share what status they were able to match from one program to the other. And you can kind of see if people are having success, see if there's a program, you know, Alaska airlines has a status match program. Delta, like I said, I just did it has a formal status match program, but they do tend to look for activity. So it's a little bit more difficult to, you know, match from one place to the other, unless you're actually flying, but lots of uh, lots of opportunity for status matches. And I think StatusMatcher.com is a pretty good tool are there any other tools or resources you guys have found for status matches and finding the different promotions?
0: I think that's
2: the nice main one. com. Yeah,
1: <laughs> obviously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, like, yeah, so anything else uh, on status matches, guys? Uh, statusmatcher.com. We all love them. Take advantage of them. But good point, Joe. You know, sometimes because of the we can't do them over and over again, It's you want to be strategic about when you actually opt in so that you can maximize.
2: One more like kind of random fact is on United Gold, unlike um, AA, well, actually, I don't know what the rules are for AA, but since I've just been hit by this, United Gold, you either get two economy plus seats or up to six or maybe eight, I think, just preferred seats. So, you know, I recently booked a cash flight on United and... I could not book Economy Plus for my family of five, which is sort of annoying. Um, So I'm not sure if the other mid-tier statuses are better than that. So just uh, wanted to throw that out there, random facts.
1: I know you can do up to four. I don't know what the limit is with American. Like American Platinum, I know you can do at least four people in the main cabin extra uh, for free, but uh, not sure what their limit is on that. And I don't know about Delta. I don't think with Comfort Plus, I don't think that they have the same kind of upgrade scheme, but we'll have to (laughs) look into that.
2: That kind of shows like a great point, which is like, if you are chasing these statuses, even via status match to use even like over a three month period, because you know, you have these flights coming up, you know, make sure every single program is different. So if you don't do your research, you know, you might end up being burned. So
1: for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Know what you're going to get, you know, know exactly what to expect and know that you're going to get use out of it and uh, then go to town. All right. And today's episode is brought to you by Travel Freely. Uh, Zach from Travel Freely was just actually at our event this last weekend in Vegas speaking about credit cards. And Travel Freely is actually our recommended tool for organizing your credit cards, finding the best uh, bonuses and, uh, and everything related to that. Um, it's a free tool. You sign up basically put in the credit cards that you have. They don't log into your account, so you're not sharing any sensitive data with them, but you just tell them what kind of cards you have, give them the dates that you signed up. It'll track your signup bonuses. It'll let you know when your annual fees are gonna come due. It'll let you know what your 524 count is. Um, they also have the ability to see the best bonus offers available, and they'll tailor that based on the cards that you have. So we really do like the service, uh, free to try uh you can sign up at uh, mtmpodcast.com forward slash tf mtmpodcast.com dot com forward slash tf uh give it a try travel freely uh we like it we use it and uh I think you'll like it too. Next up we I wanted to talk a little bit about uh being a good customer. You guys feel like you're good customers to the banks or do you try to be good customers? Or, you know, I think that uh, these days we're seeing a lot of news about shutdowns and things like that. So I know that it's on my mind to try to be a little bit of a better customer and make sure I avoid that stuff. You guys think about that at all? You trying to make us look bad? Like, do you want to
2: answer (laughs) honestly? I'm just kidding. No, we're all Uh,
0: terrible customers, really.
2: I think, yeah, I think, I think good customers all relative here. Like, I mean, I think I'm on record that I don't do like a ton of gaming. Uh, I don't do it ton of manufactured spending or any of the things that banks don't like but i still i guess it depends like what you mean by a good customer because i'm like pretty loyal to the banks that i use like i use chase a lot i use american express a lot but i don't think i'm a good customer in the sense that i don't think i'm profitable because i'm reaping these rewards you know i'm not carrying a balance because you shouldn't if you're in this for the rewards and not carrying a balance is that's how they make their money so in that sense i'm not a good customer to them but i don't think i'm like cheating them um too much you know i don't even think i'm cheating them i think i'm just kind of like skirting around the rules a lot i'm not sure you know what your thoughts are on it mark
0: yeah i think they're looking for you know they want a person to use one card all the time and and that's why they give good bonuses because they'll get some bonuses in those categories but they also want you to earn one time so like my ink like 95 percent of my spend is five times so i'm i'm guaranteed that i'm losing them money on that one and and that's the way it works for everything you know if i if i have a uh non-bonus thing. I'm going to use my uh, blue plus business or, or my uh, city double cash or something like that. I'm not going to put it on my Delta Sky Miles card or, or whatever. So I don't think any of us in this, if you're doing it properly are good customer, even if you're not doing MS or any gaming, I don't think you're really a good customer to banks. I guess, I guess maybe if you have like a checking account with them, a savings account and your loans through them for your house, your mortgage, maybe then it, it all evens out. But I try to focus on staying under the radar, which I think is being somewhat of a good customer instead of the people that just go balls to the walls and and get shut down. But I don't think anybody that plays this game right is is a profitable customer, I guess I would say.
1: Yeah, I think it's all sort of measured in degrees. And I think the key is just to try to avoid being an outlier as much as possible, you know, statistically. So if you're one of their absolute worst customers, then... Uh, you may run into some issues. But I think in general, just trying to like be a good customer from the bank's perspective, if you have multiple accounts with them, like American Express is a good example. Once they feel like you're a good customer, if you have multiple different credit cards, they tend to open the doors, open the floodgates to you. And so uh, that doesn't mean, like, like you say, I have the Blue Business Plus. I have all these cards that I'm maximizing with American Express, but I do spend a lot of money on their cards. They see me as a good customer. Even though I'm still maximizing all their bonus categories, and hopefully, like you say, I'm getting more value out of it than they are. You know, I'm winning at that well, that game, I suppose, since I'm not paying interest and I'm getting the bonuses and stuff like that. So that's sort of what I what I try to do. I guess this this discussion sort of came from Ryan, uh, one of our contributors on the site, wrote about his getting shut down with Chase and how he sort of worked to get his accounts reinstated you know, have you, have either of you had any accounts shut down anywhere? Have you ever had any issues with a bank where they, you know, called you up and asked you questions or anything like that?
0: No, I've never had anything with a bank. Um, I, I pretty much don't go big enough for it. I did have the MX pop up for a while and I got past that through spend. So that's the closest I've come to any, any type of issues with the banks. But I know you, Sean, have had, um, financial review before with American express, which is kind of like the ste- the step, the step, Right below shutdown, where they they think something might not be right, and they want to double check it before the rat team, at least. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it was it was scary too. I was using my credit cards, and it was actually, I believe, right around two years ago, or maybe it was a year ago. I don't remember. I think
0: it was last year. About last time? year, okay. Yeah. I knew
1: it was around Q4 because I was uh, spending a lot of money on on my cards as I do in Q4 for reselling and things like that. So my spend pattern was higher than it normally had been earlier in the year, but not higher than it had been the previous year during that same time. Anyway, my card stopped working, and I get a phone call uh, directly from the guy who was doing the financial review saying, hey, I'm doing a financial review, give me a call. Luckily, he wanted to know basically what the spending was for, and I said, you can actually go back through my accounts to last year. You can see how I ramped up my spending for the same thing. Uh, you can. I have a resale business, which I had Luckily, uh, I have business cards for that business with them, although not all the cards that they were investigating were those business cards. Anyway, I got lucky in that he was really nice, and he actually unlocked the cards right on the phone, and I didn't
2: have to go through a long
1: process or sending in documentation or anything, but that's the closest I've ever uh, come to the fire. How about you, Joe?
2: Yeah, I'm trying to think. I think outside of you know being outright rejected by Barclays all the time these days, I don't think I've um really gotten shut down you know i think like they say if you haven't gotten shut down you're not hitting it hard enough and i think i've proven that i generally don't hit things hard enough so you know i think i have been pretty good at the same time i do feel like whenever like waves of shutdowns happen i get like overly paranoid and overly worried i probably not at a huge risk of getting shut down but you know i'm still freaked out and i do feel like if i did get shut down I would be like, man, I should have hit that harder. So um, I'm always kind of of two minds about these shutdowns and things.
1: You can always second triple guess yourself. Just like you say, you have time constraints, you have the constraints of whatever deals sort of make sense to us and work with us. And, you know, there's always going to be somebody who does it, hits it harder, who does more, who's a bigger spender than you. So just, you know, for me, I'm just going to stay within my own uh, limits. And uh, I've been able to keep, playing this game for a long time, and hopefully I can keep playing it for a long time to come. All right. From moving on from being a good customer to, I think, what's a disturbing trend now at this point in the hotel industry, and that is the move away from single-use toiletries to uh, dispensers in the wall. And uh, the news today is that Hyatt is the latest company. They've announced that they are going to be moving away from single-use toiletries. What do you guys have to think? about? What do you guys have to say about that?
0: Gross. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, to be honest, in all, it's probably not a huge deal, but I find it a little bit annoying that you don't really have a choice of it. I think they should have the wall dispensers in there. And then if you want to ask for a single use, you can ask for it. And I know they're trying to say it's for green environmental, which it is, you know, there is a part of that, you know, you're you're dealing with less plastic bottles, less waste, but it's also, I think it's more about the bottom line about saving money. If you're filling tubes uh, on the wall, it's way cheaper than buying all these little bottles. So I think that's a big thing. And then I also question um, like if you're paying five, $600 a night or staying at like a park Hyatt New York city, do you really want to use commingle soap shampoo? Like, I don't, I don't even know how to say it, but um, like, I think it should be an option, especially when you're getting to the, you know, Hyatt place. That's one thing, Hyatt house type of thing. But if you're getting into higher Regency park, Hyatt level, where they're charging, you know, rates that are several hundred dollars plus, I think you should have the option of, they should have some on hand for you if you want it. I doubt that anybody's going to mess with the dispensers. The and I know there's usually locks on them or whatever, but I've seen some where you could just pop off the top and put whatever you want in there. And high school kids are stupid, so you never know what's going to happen. But other than that, I just, I hate when people are disingenuous. And I think that's what a lot of the hotels are with this thing, saying that it's for the environment when it's really for their bottom line. And the environment's just like a a cherry on top. At least that's my take on it. Yeah, I mean, I think to Hyatt's credit,
2: they also talked about like other initiatives, like getting rid of bottled water, um, having more water dispensers for people to fill up their bottles. Um, So, you know, they're not like completely focused on the toiletries thing. I do think toiletries, the single-use ones, are super wasteful, even though, you know, I love them and I love taking them home like anyone else does. You know, like I haven't bought shampoo for... (laughs) many years now so um (laughs) i mean i don't use a ton but um you know at the same time you know i haven't bought any and i agree like i don't like it being disingenuous so i on the disney dish podcast they actually said that disney world the way that they do it is they charge their different departments like an environmental tax which again is all about the bottom line but it's like their groups can decide to do environmental initiatives or not, if they don't do them, then they get charged more like, you know, so basically cuts into their bottom line. And, you know, I think at the very least, even though that's not public, if hotels made stuff like that public, then you'd kind of understand like, you, don't, you know, you're a business. So you might as well admit that like doing the environmental stuff is helping your bottom line as well. Like, I don't think there's a real kind of shame in doing that. You know, I mean, we're in America, it's capitalistic, people are going to get it. I think the whole Uh, it's going to get like dirty argument is a little bit overblown. Yes, I saw that picture that was posted the other day of those like plastic ones with all the mold inside, which I get. But, you know, really, they could do the bottles, you know, like at the gym, they're like clear bottles. They're just nailed into the wall. So you're going to be able to see where there's mold growing on that and stuff like that. So I think that's a little overblown. Overall, I'm okay with it. I do agree that I don't like that it's disingenuous. And I also agree with you, Mark for the higher hotel brands, um, you know, the more expensive ones, like how are you going to make it um, feel special? You know, how are you going to make it feel different um, than just like going to the Hyatt place and, you know, having a pump dispenser. Um, So, you know, I'm not sure what they can do, but this is kind of like the way things are going. And I'm, I guess I'm like indifferent about it in the end. I don't love it, but I don't hate it either.
0: Now I want to talk about the water bottle thing. I think that might bother me more because you know, certain areas, the tap water is not great. Looking at you Orlando, by the way, so if you're dealing with that, that's also gross. But then you, you talk about like the maids and... It's filtered water. The hotels that they're doing,
1: the the non-bottled, where they have their own filtration.
0: Okay, I'm that's sure. that's okay. But also maids in those uh, glass cups in the room, they do not clean them all the time. That is... What? That I, is 100%. I mean, you, you talk to any maid, they, you know, especially hotels that don't have a restaurant, where you think they're cleaning those glasses? Do you ever see... Glasses on uh, made carts. Some places you don't see them on made carts. Some places you'll see clean glasses that they can exchange, but other times they're just rinsing them in the sink and putting them back. So that's why I only use paper cups if I'm going to use a cup in a hotel. So that's one thing. If you didn't know that, I'm sorry to uh, burst your bubble.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, (laughs) it's crazy. Yeah, but it's true. They clean them with Windex. They do all kinds of stuff with the cups. The truth is these uh, these dispensers have been around for a while. I, I know cruise ships have had them forever, and I think, like you guys say, as long as there's an effort made to keep them clean and to keep them locked so that people can't get in and tamper with them, uh, which I think most most hotels make a good effort at doing that, then then they're fine. I do wish that, like you say, in five star and fancier hotels, and this is really like a, a first world problems kind of thing, but I do wish that they would have some other way like you said, to make it special, maybe some biodegradable container or something that both works for the environment and uh, can, you know, they can provide you with that. But certainly at a place like a Hyatt place, it doesn't make much difference. And if it saves not only the the plastics, I suppose, but I'm, I'm assuming that people use less of this stuff over time or there's less thrown away and stuff. So hopefully we'll come to some medium where we can have a good guest
2: experience and help the environment. Just the thing is like, if you look deeply into anything, everything is gross. That's true. Everything is dirty. And so, you know, I get it. It's going to be dirtier, but like so much stuff is already dirty. Like I didn't know that glass thing, but it's not going to change, I guess, you know, my, well, maybe it'll change a little bit and I'll use the paper cups, but like (laughs) everything is gross. Like, do you, like do you, but do you eat at McDonald's? Like, do you eat at McDonald's? Like, do you not think, that there are you know vermin that are at any mcdonald's like or any fast food chain or any restaurant really if you live in a city like there are vermin everywhere and so everything is gross (laughs) the pump bottles yep they're probably going to be gross but i've already accepted that everything is gross in life and so i'm sorry for those germaphobes out there who now are like um pulling their hair out but you know that's that's kind of why like the whole cleanliness argument just doesn't track for me personally
1: on a reloaded note, Joe, do you check under your bed for bed bugs when you go into a room? I do not. I just bring them home with me if uh, that's how yeah. it goes. Yeah, I'm the Ugh. same. My ignorance is bliss. I was uh, Mark uh, Mark goes under with his flashlight. I actually got to witness this for the first time. Oh yeah. Um, the other I found
0: night. Uh, I found boxes of condoms under the mattress. Um not, yeah, the I, no, not the other the mattress. night before. No, not the other mattress. Yeah. Yeah. I lift up because I, it, to do a proper bed inspection, bed bug inspection, you have to look at, you know, around the corners of the mattress. Uh, you want to look at, at the box spring. So you have to lift up the mattress. You also want to check uh, outlets near the beds or um, the picture frames that are around it. And plus the bed frame, because they'll hide in all those places. And if you do bring them home, it will cost you several thousand dollars and in, in a lot of stress. So, that's why I do it. I know somebody that did bring them home. And ever since then, I've I checked rigorously. So I, I think it's worth the five to 10 minutes. It's, it, But regardless, it, the funny part is I've lifted up mattress and you get to know which hotels clean well, which ones don't because you see crumbs in places that you're like, well, this is pretty lazy. But no, I lifted up a mattress and I found a box of condoms. And funny, to, I told my dad about this and he did it at a Hyatt down in uh, Florida. This was a At the Hilton in right by LAX airport, when I was on the Arby's trip, I found a box of condoms under the mattress. And then my dad was in the Hyatt Regency in Jacksonville and lifted it up and found a box of condoms. So I don't know if this is something that like workers stuff it under there. So they have it there ready when they uh, are cleaning the room and want to have a quick uh, shag or what. But it's kind of funny. And then the Hyatt Regency in Orlando, I lifted it up and there was a huge bottle of like a thousand ibuprofen under it. So I don't know what this is. Oh, man where people just shove stuff under the mattress and it's like in the middle under the mattress, not like right on the corner. I don't know how it gets there or why. And that's the mystery that really drives me crazy. Cause I, I lay in bed thinking how did, how did a big bottle of ibuprofen get here? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, but you I'm, want
2: to know uh, what, what, the best I'm, thing... I'm officially I'm officially declaring this, the worst segment in our history, but, <laughs> but before ahead, we, Sean. before
1: we close this, I want to say, do you know what the best thing about bed bugs is? No, uh, that they don't uh, transmit disease. No, it's the, it's how you say them in <laughs> Spanish. Chinche.
2: I love that word. It's chinche. Lo, las chinches.
0: Okay. That so was a useless
2: fact right there. Thank there you, you go.
0: That is the cherry on top of the worst segment ever. <laughs> Thanks.
2: <laughs> Boom. Joe,
0: Joe's just like sweating about all the stuff he needs to do next time he goes to a hotel. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just pretending. I'm
2: pretending that I don't care. Deep down, I'm dying inside. All right. Well,
1: from one uh, nightmare scenario, let's head into a rapid fire into another. And uh, what Mark found out about American Airlines web specials and how they're not as good
0: as they may
1: seem—that's
2: a bit of an oversell. <laughs> it's a bit of an oversell on the internet. Uh, it went but so I dark here. Respect the game.
0: <laughs> that was that was his best segue ever. I just went with it. I don't know. I just went with it. I just <laughs> felt it. It just got really dark, and I went with it. <laughs> Yeah, I appreciate it. I think it's great. Um yeah, so the web specials are all the rage lately, you know, the 5000 to um New Zealand or Australia across the continental and all that. So If you're getting them at 5,000 AA miles, then you're not going to care about this. But I did notice once I saw the Transcon uh, sale that was going on last week, I decided to check some baseball stadium uh, flights to see if I could get anything for 5,000. Maybe they're just randomly all over the place because I had seen on my flight to Vegas that I booked last minute was 8K. So I figured, okay, this is just going across the nation. They're just having a big sale. So I searched uh, Detroit to Philly and they had a web special, but it was seventy seventy five hundred each way, which is the standard rate for that flight for the sa- the saver rate. But since they labeled it web special, I had gone into British Airways to to see if I could book it through that just in case I wanted to cancel it down the road or whatever. And I noticed that those flights did not come up there. And I ran into that same issue. when I, when I looked at the Vegas flight, I went on British Airways because before I realized I had status that I didn't have to pay the closing booking fee, I was like, I'll pay, you know, 15,000 British Airway miles over 8,000 plus $80 because of transfer bonuses with British Airways and everything. So I went and tried to do it on the Vegas flight too, and it didn't show up either. So what I came to find out is if they label it web special, it's not getting, it's not released space to British Airways or any other partners that you would book with. So it's kind of a devaluation that the, they might Put more and more saver fares under that umbrella so that you can't book it with other miles, which is annoying. So something to look out at, uh, look out for, and hopefully it's not something that becomes more prevalent.
1: All right, and uh, the next rapid fire I have is just uh, Las Vegas and resort fees. Um, we updated our twenty, our guide for twenty twenty. Uh, it's one of our most popular posts on the site, so I have a full guide to all of the resort fees in Las Vegas, which. Unfortunately, many of them are now over $50, including tax. We do uh, go over all the hotels that don't have resort fees, how you can save resort fees, things like the Diamond Match uh, that Mark talked about that can save you on resort fees at Caesars Properties, um, all kinds of different strategies. So check out the post on the site. And uh, if you're looking for the absolute
2: latest information on resort fees in Las Vegas, uh, we got it. All right. So my rapid fire is from Doctor of Credit. Pretty simple. There is a offer to listen to a timeshare pitch from hilton um anywhere between five and 20 minutes no one's really sure um, but you can call them at 1-800-984-4482 or there's a form that you can complete and you'll get a 5,000 hilton honors bonus points for just uh, listening to a pitch um and i think it originally came from you have been upgraded which is a uh, onboarding era but yeah pretty simple pretty easy um i'm actually thinking of doing it
0: that takes me off a little bit because i did the same thing like a month or two ago. And I actually used the timeshare to when we went to Orlando a few weeks back, but I only got $500 for listening to the same or 500 points for listening to the same pitch. I was going to say $500 yeah. is way better than 5,000. <laughs> <000 points. laughs> yeah. So that's how they, yeah, cause I had Wait, called it. Your to, pitch was
2: in person, wasn't it? Or no, you, well or, the, I oh, it
0: started on the phone cause how it started was I uh, called in with an issue I had booked and I booked it for the wrong dates and I was an idiot and it was within the cancellation window. So I had to call in, and had her change. I said, I just booked this two minutes ago. Can you change it to the next day? You know, it's within the window that I can't cancel it. And she she did everything. She was great, super personable. She's like, hey, can you listen to a timeshare pitch? You'll get 500 points. And I was like, oh, I don't really want to, but would this help you out? Because you were so helpful to me. She said, yes, it really does help me out if you go. So I did it. And then the pitch was for Orlando and we had a trip coming to Orlando. So I ended up, booking the trip so they they got me but I wish I would have got the extra 4500 points when I did it originally.
1: So the key to this is that you're is to really use it to get a to get a a good offer to not only get the points but to hopefully get a good timeshare offer and actually take advantage of it, right?
0: Yeah, and then whatever they offer you just say no, I want more. So just recently they gave for my trip they gave me uh 50,000 it started out at 0 points in $199. I talked them up to 20,000 points and $149 for a three night stay. And then a public offer came out for 50,000 points. So this is after I actually paid for the package and had everything booked. I uh, called them back and said, Hey, I see there's a public offer for 50,000 points. I want to get max matched to that. And they did that as well. So I would just ask for 50,000 and ask for the lowest price you can and see where they go. Don't take whatever they offer you up front.
1: All right. And uh, that will do it for the show uh, this week. Um, before we head out, guys, uh, Joe, where can uh, people find you?
2: You can find me writing asjoeflies.com. And you can also find me podcasting at the Saverosity Observation Deck, which is Miles and Points, and at Disney Deciphered, which is a Disney planning podcast. Not much Miles and Points content there, but lots of Disney content.
0: Mark? Uh, you can find me on miles2memories.com. Uh, uh, comment on any of my articles, and I'll uh, respond to you there mark at miles to memories.com. If you want to email me and in our Facebook group, which you can find the links uh, on the website.
1: All right. And you can find me on Twitter at best Disney hacks. And of course on miles to memories.com. I did want to thank everybody who came out to, again to the uh, Vegas meetup. We had almost 50 people there. We had a great time. We're going to hopefully do more of those. And if you have been enjoying the show, once again, consider leaving us a review you can find all of the links to subscribe at mtmpodcast.com. Talk to you guys uh, next week. See ya. Peace. All
0: right. Oh boy. Hold on. Sorry, I just burped. (laughs) Wait, <laughs> oh boy again. You got a little excited there, huh? <laughs> Not too excited. <laughs> a little gas reflux on this uh yeah, excitement. Yeah, yeah, very excited. Oh boy.
2: Alright,
0: so let's start, I guess. Okay.
1: I'm starting. I'm gonna actually be starting right now. So good to know. Here's the cue That's from for the starting. Hey, uh,
0: yeah, only took you three tries.
1: three tries for what
0: like three episodes in a row and then you finally Uh,
1: you know what i actually realized i should tell you guys you guys guys are gonna think that this is crazy no actually i'm not saying this because i'm not saying this recorded because it'll end up in the uh, outtake